We're so glad that you tuned into Moments of Grace today, our television broadcast. I trust that today you will receive a divine intervention in your life. Why don't you keep that dial rolling as we go into our broadcast today? God bless you as you listen. Why don't you keep that dial rolling as we go into our broadcast today? God bless you as you listen. Mark chapter number five. Let me start right from verse one. And they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. And the feathers broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Verse 6, but when he saw Jesus afar off, thank God for Jesus. <laughs> he ran and worshipped him. And cried with a loud voice. Now there's a demons in him crying now and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Verse 8. For he said unto him, This is Jesus speaking to the demonic spirits now. Come out of the man. That unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them out of the country. That's the demons now. They besought the Lord that he would not send them out of the country. They besought him that he would not send them out of the country. Another translation says that he would not send them out of the area, out of the place, out of the geographical location. Because demon spirits are territorial. They have an assignment. There are demons assigned to a family. There are demons assigned to a home. There are demons assigned to a race. There are demons assigned to a place. There are demons assigned to a geographical location and you're going to have to fight your daddy's demons praise the lord so don't send us out of this neighborhood we have been assigned to this area we cannot do anything if we are kicked off of this place can we read on now there was near under the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. This is a whole nother story because they were not supposed to be having swines at that time. So this is a whole nother thing in of itself. And for Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, for there were about two thousand. Think about that. It had to take about 2,000 swines to handle the demonic spirit that were tormenting just one man. It ought to let you know the power and the potential that one human has. Mm. 
and the swines were choked in the sea and they that fed the swine fled and told in the city and the country and they went out to see what what was done and they came to jesus and to see him that was possessed they came to jesus and saw him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion and had the legion sitting that was the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and that's what jesus would do that's what he left me with he left me in my right mind oh you know you go to church that they brainwash you of course because my mind was dirty so jesus came and washed my mind and left me with the right mind say amen somebody of course i come to be brainwashed because i need to be brainwashed <laughs> glory to god so they saw him in his right mind and 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 they were afraid and they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine and they began to ask him to depart out of their course and and when he was coming to the ship he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him how be jesus answered him not and said unto him go home to your friends because while God is needed to get deliverance, people are needed to keep deliverance. This is especially striking because many miracles that Jesus did, he will instruct people not, not to attract attention to himself. Because that's how humble people do. Humble people never call attention to themselves. They are selfless. Proud people want the whole world to do one act of good that they did. So many times you see story after story after story in the Bible when Jesus healed people. He will tell them, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. But in this one story is a notable exception that the Lord specifically instructs him to go and tell everyone because the Lord had turned this guy from a demon-possessed man to an evangelist. And this particular deliverance was so striking that God said, you can't keep this to yourself. Go and tell everyone what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Tell them what great things the Lord has done for thee. And that he has had compassion against thee. And he departed and began to publish. My God, he became a Billy Graham. A man who was a homeless man in the tombs. Publishing the Capolis, how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Can you say amen? Second Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter number 2. Verse 22. Flee also youthful loss, but follow. Somebody say flee and follow. Say flee, but follow. Say it again. Say flee, but follow. So the Bible here instructs us to flee some things, youthful loss. But follow some things, righteousness, faith, love, peace. And them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Let me read it for you from uh, the uh, New Living Translation. Run from anything that simulates youthful lust. In other words, anything that makes you want to do wrong, the Bible says wrong from it. If you need a title for this morning's talk, sermon, speech, whatever, can call it a devastation of isolation. 
One of the things that never ceases to amaze me is how little effort Christian people put in relationship. Because we fail to appreciate how critical relationships are to our, us fulfilling our destiny, to us being where God wants us to be, to us experiencing and enjoying what God has for us. Let me tell you something. Relationships is more important than money. Let me, let me, let me, let me clarify that. I'm not saying money is not important. I'm not, I didn't say that. But I'm telling you, if you have the right people, you are far richer than the guy who all he has is money. If you're as young as I am, you realize that collecting things brings you minimal happiness. No matter how much you collect. Collecting toys and collecting dollars and collecting this and that. It is only when you use money appropriately that it brings you the fulfilled life that your soul craves for. Look back over your life and you see that the times you've been most joyful are the times when you've used the resources that God has blessed you with to be a help to somebody else. That's why selfishness is devastating. Those who live exclusively to themselves. You see that their lives are often miserable. Because God has designed that we experience maximum joy when we use our lives to the betterment of other people. The quality of life is measured not by how many bedrooms my house has, but how many rooms that are provided for the homeless. You know, it's Easter. Easter is usually such a big thing here at our church. Uh, we celebrate Easter in a big, big way. This year, our Easter services begin on April 6th, Friday, April 6th. We're going to be having a communion service on Friday. Then on Sunday morning, April 8th, we will be having a special Easter resurrection service. That's at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. And then we will just crescendo it on Sunday evening with an Easter concert. It begins at 6 p.m. Sunday, April 8th at 6 p.m. Uh, a, a phenomenal Easter concert. Our special guest this year is uh, Cindy Cruz Ratcliffe. That's the phenomenal worship leader at Lakewood Church. She's going to be with us with some of our team. and It's just going to be a wonderful time. I want you to come, come with the family. Let's celebrate and just uh, enjoy Easter together. Now, you know, the message that we bring to you is an edited form. Because of the time that we have, we are unable to bring the message to you in its full entirety. The message has been a blessing to you and you want to get the whole message, you can call. You can see our number on your screen. You can call or you can go to our website and send us an email and we will rush either a CD or a DVD copy to you as soon as you request it. Uh, I, I'm, we're praying for you. I trust that you're being blessed by the word of God. Our prayer is that the word will strengthen, will establish, and will just strengthen you and now let's go right back to the word of god the relationship you have will determine where you get to in life the relationship you have will determine your fulfilling your destiny the relationship you have will determine how much sleep you get at night the relationship you, oh mm -mm. 
no matter how great you are, you need a mentor to unlock the greatness in you. I was watching uh, Whitney Houston just passed away, and they just showed me that, and they were showing this white guy, Whitney Houston's voice coach. Whitney Houston Houston needed a voice coach. So I thought all you need to do was just be gifted by God and you just come handle the mic and you and you sell millions. No. Why Michael Jordan needed a coach. We all need someone to bring out the best in us. They don't give it to us, but they bring it out of us because that's how God has made it. People are critical. People can make or mar you. People will determine where you get to in life. You have to start, you, not tomorrow, now. You have to start managing. Go through your phone book list. Go through your iPad. Go through your address and start looking. This one, this one, this one. Cross this one out. Put this one in. Call this one out. Some relationships you have to initiate. Some relationships you have to regulate. Some relationship you have to cultivate. And by God, some relationship you have to eliminate. Because life is too short. We all need people. We all need people that will listen to. We all need people to speak into our lives. Even Barack Obama, the leader of the free world, he has advisors. Advisors. You got you to. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. May you never get to a place in life where you don't need anybody who you will listen to. Oh, you ought to give the Lord a round of applause for that. It's one of the greatest prayer. One of the greatest prayer that can be prayed for you. I have spiritual fathers that if they say, Pastor Ayo, this is what I want you to do. That's what we are doing. Because we all need people like that. We are all humans, so we, because we are humans, we have a limited view to life, a myopic view. And we need the counsel of others so that we can have a more panoramic view. Because your decision, the quality of your decision, is based on the quality of the information you have. The better informed you are, the better decision you can make. So you can't afford to get to a place where you exclusively decide for yourself. You don't listen to anybody. You don't care about anybody. You don't want to know what anybody... The Bible says, this man lived in the tombs caught in himself. Anytime Satan wants to finish off a man, you know the first thing he does? He isolates him. He has to lead him away from community. He has to lead him away from society. He has to lead him away from family. He has to lead you away from church. He has to lead you away from ministry. Because as long as you stay stay in the community of faith, folk there is a level of oppression that Satan cannot afflict you with a lot of mercy a lot of mercy Uh, 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 Jesus told Peter he said Peter Peter Satan has desired you that he may seek you as sweet that's a nice King James way of translating it but in translating that properly is actually Peter Satan is looking at you with a sense of lust Maybe the sisters can't understand this, but the brothers, I know you didn't get saved yesterday. You know what, you do. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what it is? You look at everyone and go, mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> let's just leave it at that. 
Let's just believe some things under the blood. Amen. Satan is looking at you with a sense of lust. Sense of desire. He wants to have you. He wants to, he, he wants to have you. When you are in community, that's all he can do. He can only look but not have. <laughs> because there's a dimension of protection that is on you that the enemy cannot penetrate. So what you know, so you know what he what he strives to do? He will always strive to use you against you, to trick you against you, and do everything you can to lure you away from that community of protection from that wall of defense that you have not because of you but because of the community of faith that you're in that's what he did to this man he lured him away and the man was all alone isolated isolated from ministry isolated from help and Satan has to do that before he can now go for the kill. Before he can now unleash his full fury on you. He has to trick you out. Why do you think he will always do everything he can to stop you from coming to church? He will tell you that there are hypocrites in church. But have you ever stopped to wonder that maybe there are hypocrites in your workplace too? But you still go? He will tell you the pastor is after your money. But have you ever wondered that Walmart is not just after your comfort? Talk to me. <laughs> he will tell you, you see, they don't care about you. They didn't call you. They didn't you. His chief strategy is to lure you away. From the protection you have. Because he's looking at you with a sense of lust. He wants to have you. But he cannot do it. As long as you stay in. Oh God. Let me talk to you man. Let me talk to you man. I know. Listen. I know. I know. I know. I'm a man just like you. And I feel you. I know there will be times. That you won't feel like going home at night. Can we talk? You just don't want to be bothered. Praise the Lord. It's not just, it's not always that you want to go to another woman's house or you know, no, you just, you just, you're tired, you're sick of your hand and you, and you just want to go. And you, and one brother, he just went and slept in the car all night. And I'm like, dumb, dumb, dumb. Because that's what the devil wants. He wants to frustrate you so that you say, I can't be bothered with you. You must be bothered with it. Because your sanity hinges on you going home every night, whether you want to or not. This has nothing to do with your feelings. This has everything in the world to do with your destiny. Satan wants to have you. He cannot as long as you keep going to the protection that God has earmarked for you. But the day you become stupid and said, I can't be bothered. And you stop going to your place of defense. You open yourself up. Uh oh Lord. So the Bible is a good word, right? Yeah. My brothers need to hear it. Because there's so much in you that God 
use, but unfortunately, Satan lost L-U-S-T-S to use as well. Are you listening to me this morning? So the Bible says he lured this man away from the protection of community, the protection of family, the protection of church, and he just devastated his life. And they'll put chains on him. And he will cut off the chains. Because he was demon possessed. A man has, that has no boundaries. The Bible says. He that cannot control his spirit. Is like a city without walls. A city without defense, a city without protection, spiritual aids, everything goes. You know people that have AIDS, many of us are scared to relate with them. But in, in all reality, they are the ones that are supposed to be scared to relate with us. Because we have a defense that we can push away. You know, anything, all of the germs and bacteria that attack, that come on us, we have the defense. They don't. So you have the propensity to harm them much more than they do you. And the Bible says you're put in that state spiritually if you say yes to everything. Talk to me, somebody. So the Bible says that he had so possessed this man that this man began involved in self-destructive habits. Cutting himself and crying. No joy. No joy, no happiness, no peace. Tormented by the devil. Day and night. But what I thank God for this man. Was that even in the midst of his depravity. When he saw Jesus. Oh Lord have mercy. That's why we must present Jesus to people. Can I talk to you? Any way we can. Whether it's going to the prisons. Or evangelism. Or going on TV. Or whatever we do baby. We've got to present Jesus to people. We can't get into our own little religious self-righteous pious wall. And talk about how bad people are. And people are committing abortion. What's wrong with these homosexuals. And all we're doing is criticizing and criticizing and criticizing. And we're not giving them the hope that they need to get out of their depravity. That hope is Jesus. We've got to give them Jesus. The Bible says when this man saw Jesus. All of his life was doomed. All of his hope had perished. Nothing was to be showed up for with his life. But when he saw Jesus from afar off, the Bible said he worshipped him. Because every miracle begins with the worship. Every breakthrough begins with the worship. Hallelujah. No matter how bad things are, if you can just worship him. You know why? Because worship will always bring God on the scene. Praise the Lord. 
If you don't want God, please don't worship. What do you mean? Bring God on the scene. Is God wasn't God there before? God is everywhere, but God is not effective everywhere. There are some places that God is, but his hands are tied. But worship is what loses the hands of God and unleashes his blessing on the place. I don't care if you're in a nightclub. If you don't want God, don't shout Jesus. Because if you call the old Lord Jesus, he said, my name is so powerful that you must not call it in vain. Because anytime I hear you call me, I'm going to come. Yes. That's it, baby. I don't care if your two boys locked up in the worst part of the jail just because you delivered a demonic girl. Even though the night is dark, but at the midnight hour, if you start praising God, God will step in the midst of the jail. The walls of the jail may keep the preacher out. The walls of the jail will not keep your Lord out. Oh, God. The Bible says, Jesus did for him what man could not do for him. So much so that when they came, they marveled because the one that had been possessed of the devil was now clothed and in his right mind. How many have been clothed by God? Now in your right mind. See, that's why we can't afford to be proud and pompous to other folk because we know where we came from and we know if it was not for the Lord, I would be six feet under. If it was not for the Lord, I will be locked up in the hospital bed. If it was not for the oh Lord. Jesus said, he said, go back to your friends. Go back to your friends. I gave you the miracle. But you need a community of people now to live in the miracle. Is the problem with many people. They come to the house of God, get an encounter with the Lord, get a deliverance, but they stay away from the community of God. And they become worse than they were before. Because Jesus told us that anytime any devil has been evicted, he's always, he's, I told you, told Peter, Jesus, he's looking at you with a sense of love. He's always looking to come back. So I was looking to come back. <clears throat> so I was studying you, studying you. But once you are in a community of faith, all he can do is study you. Praise the Lord. You can't stop him from studying you. Praise the Lord. But you can stop him from coming back to you. And the Bible says if he comes back and finds a place swept and clean, he will always go and bring seven other devils. Now there are eight. Eight is the number of new beginning. He wants to start a new cycle of torment in your life. And Jesus said in order to prevent that, you need the company of people. They are not perfect, but you need them. 
They are not great, but you need them. They are not like me, but you need them. Sometimes they will backbite you, but you still need... Oh, God, I'm not talking to anybody. You still need them! I trust that today's message has been a blessing to you. Uh, we want to just pray with you, if that's okay. I want to pray with you. If you don't know the Lord, Jesus can come into your heart from this short prayer. Just say this prayer with us. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive you into our heart. We believe you are Lord. We thank you for saving us in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to call our church office. We want to know you, want to pray for you, want to keep you in our database, and want to send you some valuable information that will continue to help and strengthen you in your journey with the Lord. Now, uh, this, if this message has been a blessing to you, I want you to know you have the opportunity, as well as the spiritual responsibility, to help keep it, keep it coming strong on the air. Uh, if you want to be a partner, uh, you can get more information on that from our website or if you want to call uh, understand that your love gifts and your prayers and your tax deductible love gifts help us keep coming on week after week to be a blessing so that the word of god uh, can touch people we believe in the vision that god has given you we believe in your greatness we believe in your destiny we love you we are in your corner and we believe that the best is yet to come. So don't give up, don't give in, just keep trusting God. If you have any questions or any help or any prayer requests at all, do not hesitate to call us. We're here for you and we love you. And I would like to especially extend an invitation to you. If you're in the Houston area, why don't you come on, join us for an incredible time in Grace International Church. God bless you as you come. Bless you. God bless you.